but that's where I lost my name. No, no, nobody knew me as Adam. Everybody knew me as Sister Talk. You know, when people would see me in the street, once I started sharing my face, oh, yo, you the Sister Talk bull. Oh, you the bull with the diapers. Somebody even shouted, like, you right, the Philly right. baby dad. Like, no, oh, like, baby dad. Like, what is that? Not Philly, like, that ain't Philly. Like, Philly like, 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 baby dad. Like, 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 and I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, and, and I, 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 I was just like, I was, it was funny and I was humble and I'm like, yo, y'all drawing, y'all still like, you know, y'all, y'all, like, y'all, like, y'all, y'all doing too much. And they like, no, That's bro. what we named in the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Philly baby. And, and, and they was like, they was like, no, bro, like, you know, you got to understand something. Like, you know, you, you help a lot of moms out, bro. Philly, Philly, Philly's where I am from. You are tuned into the Philly Culture Podcast. If you have not already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you do not miss out on any of the episodes. I am your host, Tanja Morris, the founder of Sisters with the Agenda and Your Culture Connection. And we have Kaima Akbar, the co-host of Urban Queens. And we have came together to put on and shine a little light on Philly. The Philly Culture Podcast is here to talk about our upbringing in the city of Philadelphia and how it has birthed our hustle. Philly has some great creators, entrepreneurs, and community leaders who have been- All right, guys, we are here in my sister's resource hub in North Philly. We have Mr. Sister Talk with us, Adam. I am Tanja Morris, the Culture Connected, the co-host here at the Philly Culture Podcast and the founder of Sisters with Agenda. And I got my co-host with me. Hey guys, it's me, Kaima Akbar, the owner and creator of Urban Queens. We have our special guest today, Adam, Sister Talk. Introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I definitely appreciate you know being on this platform. Uh, so my name is Adam. Uh, I am the CEO and I want to say creative mind uh, behind Sister Talk PHL, which is a grassroots nonprofit organization that is focused on providing support and assistance um, predominantly and unapologetically to our uh, black women. Um, we are non-biased. Um, so just because we are unapologetic about helping black women does not mean that we do not provide services to other nationalities or and or other minorities. It's just as a black man, I was birthed by a black woman um, and I was always told never put nobody in front of you that created you. So um, my mom is a black woman um, and I could never put nobody in front of her. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. As a black woman, <laughs> I, I remember when I came to the opening um, of where we're at, we are at my sister's resource hub here in North Philly and your mom was here and hearing you talk about it, I had to explain to my husband, like, first of all, this is what we need, we need black men right. on the front line. Yeah, you could, if you don't know who Adam is, <laughs> you can find him anywhere, um, not just for the women, but for the city of Philadelphia. Um, so when we talk about the, the Philly culture, you are very much a part of the Philly culture and you're an advocate um, and you're an activist and you're a community leader. And again, I thank you all the work right. that you have done. Absolutely. So talk about your upbringing in the city of Philly and how it has birthed your hustle. Um, so low-key, I ain't grew up in Philly. Uh, my mom wasn't having it. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, she was what? She wasn't having it. Okay. Um, okay. There was a, I mean, you know, my father was from Rich Nile Projects. Okay. Um, my mother was just really like a mainline girl. Okay. Um, so she was in and out of the city uh, with my aunt. Rashida, my aunt Rashida was the city girl, um, and then my mom was the mainline girl, um, and they 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 mixed, but that's how they that's how my mom and my dad. Um, but it, like Philly was always in me, um, and even as I was getting older, and you know lived in Delaware County, lived in Chester County, um, I always found my way back to North Philly, um, and it's crazy because we're actually located on Twenty Fourth and North, the, my sister's resource hub, um, and prior to me. Becoming incarcerated um, around the ages of uh, 19, um, I was on 24th and Burks cutting up. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's where I met my brother and my sister. So my father has multiple children. Um, so I was actually running the streets. I was I was a county boy. They used to call me a little white boy because I talked proper. Um, but you know, when I came home from juvenile placement, you know, I had I had a little bit more. You know, I was a little bit more grown. 
Um, so I was in Philly a lot more. Um, and I just started connecting with, you know, I'm not gonna say like, I mean, they my family now, so I, I don't wanna say bad people, but like, you know, at the time when I was growing up, like, you know, it was, but it was, like, you know. Um, they was putting drugs in my hands, they was putting guns in my hands, um, but I never knew that that was my sister. I never wow. knew that that was my sister's brother. I mean, although me and him are not related by blood, okay, he is my brother's sister um, through a mother. Okay. And they have different fathers. Um, and then we have the same father, different mothers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, you know, and I, always, I, I used to always ask people, though, I mean, but this is what my mom said. When you run in, in Philly, since you're just so hard-headed and you don't want to stay out in the county, when you come across a woman, ask her who her father is. <laughs> Yo, my grandpa used to be like, you never know you out here sleeping and playing with your cousins. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. with your family members. I and, have a huge family, so and I, I, straight in I got to everybody. You my cousin? <laughs> is you my cousin? <laughs> and, 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 and me and my sister always, me and my sister Delilah, we always laugh about it because oh, wow. when I was like 18 before I got locked up, um, I mean, you know, I, I was a young boy. I mean, they was a little bit older than me and everything like that. And I'm just thinking like, you know, they, okay, they sturdy. Let me, right. me holler at y'all, you know. I'm trying to holler at her girlfriend, trying to holler at her. They like, boy, go ahead somewhere, bye. You know, but it was wow. just like, you know, I, it, we, it's, it's a funny moment for us because it's just like, you know, the world is so small. Yeah. And who would have ever thought that, you know, I was mixing and mingling on a street tip with, with my sister, or, or not even her per se, her brother, you know, and that's how I met her. But then when I became incarcerated, that's this is when we everybody figured it all out, you know, because I met my dad when I was in jail. So um, we everything just came out in the laundry, you know, or, you know, if it don't come out in the rinse, it comes out in the wash. That's how it came out, you know. Um, so you know, my mother was very strict on me. Uh, my mother was a hard-working mom. I mean, you know, I seen her walk to work. And when I mean walk, I'm not talking about no little three, four blocks. I'm talking about maybe a half hour, 45 minutes, wow. maybe even to an hour, depending on, you know, like where we lived at, where we were at, you know. Um, you know, because the buses don't run everywhere in the suburbs. You know, so it was a lot of times my mom would, you know, make sacrifices that I watched um, as a young black man. Um, my my mother was really keen on not having men around me that weren't supposed to be around me. Uh, I mean, I had a couple conflicts. Me and my mom jumped this Puerto Rican guy. She was dating. You know, he was busting him in the head with shoes and toys and hot wheel tracks and everything like that. You know, Philly came out because he had put his hands on my mom. But I was probably like eight years old, maybe nine years old around that time. You know. Um, so it's just like, you know, I've, I've seen stuff like that growing up, but you know, my mom wasn't the one to be dating this person, this person, that person, this person, you know what I mean? Like it was far and in between, you know, when a man would be around. And if a man was around, then, you know, it was it was kind of serious, but I was in the mission of running in it all. Right. Like once I got a little bit older, like once, I was, once I was in my teenage years, once I had like 14, 15 and everything like that, you know, um, Yo, bro, what you doing in my house? Right. Like you, you got you. Your like, mom prioritized you, and you end up prioritizing her. You know, so but me and my mom were like day and night, though. Mm. You know, like listen, my mom turned me in when I was a juvenile. I, she turned me in for aggravated assault. She charged me in for weapons. She took a gun. She wasn't she, she literally, and I was on bail at this time. You know, I, I I just couldn't believe like you know like she would do this to me. Like you know, she went in my room and first she flushed my weed. You know, and then she found a gun, and, and then she found a gun, and then turned it in. And then they said, "Well, you got to turn him in. You got to turn him in." And then this is what she does: she sends me down to Florida on Christmas morning. Like I'll never forget it. Like it was so crazy. Like she turns the gun in. She's like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, I think I messed up. Like you know, I turned the gun in. Now they want you. But like you, you knew what you was doing. Right. She sent me down to Florida to live with my uncle Jamie. Okay. Um. She had to give custody over to me while I was living down in Florida so that way I can enroll in school. Um, I ended up getting extradited back to Pennsylvania for my, my case. Right. I'm about to get mama locked up. Um, 
You know what I mean? Like, no, I, no, I, I want to know. But not for nothing, we need more moms like that. Right. You know, in the moment, like you said, you didn't understand it, but look at the man that you are today. You get what I'm saying? But if we had more moms like that, how much more safer would our streets and our community be, right? Moms cry and they grieve after the fact, but they knew what was going on at the house. I mean, and it's crazy that you say moms cry and grieve, right? You know, because I, I put my mom from hell. I, I mean, I started incarceration when I was 16. Um, I had juvenile life up until I was 21. They rescinded it at 18. Um, when I came home from doing juvenile life, you know, at 18, they were just like, you know, he 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 he's gonna be back. He he's he's gonna go to the big boy camp. You know what I mean? Like he he hasn't learned anything. I wanna say like maybe like a couple months after I was home, I got caught up with a carjacking. Um, but there would be nights where I would literally, you know, I'd be high out of my mind because my drug of choice was PCP back when I was a kid. Um, I was a, yeah, I was I was a dipper. I ain't even gonna hold you. Um, but I'd be so high out my mind coming in the house like two, three o'clock in the morning or leaving out at like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. You know, I didn't bagged up my drugs in the room or anything like that. Um, and my, you know, those, those door stoppers where you put them so can't nobody get in your door. Like my mom used to have a door stopper on her door because she was afraid somebody was going to come in the house and try to kill me, kill her. I would hear my mom literally crying and begging to God like to save my son and I would literally be high out my mind sitting on the top step listening to my mom cry and pray for me but I was so hardened by the street you know and it was like and it was crazy because like I was a real cool kid like you know I was not no shoot shoot him up bang bang I mean I was into robbing people and selling drugs but like you know I, I'm not. I'm not saying. Still had a heart. I, right. right. I still had a heart. Like you know, and I wasn't as hardened as so many, right. so many other people. Right? right. So it was just like you know, it would get to me emotionally, and I would sit there and I would literally listen to her cry and beg for God to save my life, and then I would go out and I would commit crimes. You know. So I, I, I really, I really appreciate my mom first and foremost because she didn't give up on me. You know, I mean, you know, like I said, she had me locked up when I was a juvenile for assault and everything like that. You know, she turned me in for that. Um, I didn't talk to my mom for almost like 10 months. Like she came up to visit me and I was like, you know, what are you doing up here? Like, you know, send her away. And she had drove all the way up to Pittsburgh. Um, and I was like, I was cool. I wasn't, I wasn't talking to her. Like I would rather, I, at the time I had a parole officer named Jacqueline Carey. I'll never forget her. Cause she was like the, 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 the middle person between me and my mom. I would talk to Jackie all day long. Right. I would write to Jackie. Jackie would write me back. But that was my mom's way of communicating with me through Jackie. But it'd be like third party. She would talk like, you know, did you did you did you, did you write your mom? Right. You know, did did, did did you did you read the letter that I sent with my letter or my right. card? Right. Like you know, um, after a while, you know, she helped us mend our broken relationship. You know, and then like in 2003, they like really did a number on me and I ended up in intensive care. Like, you know, they broke my jaw. I got beat with a baseball bat. I had fractures all in my face. I got plates all in my face. Uh, but when I woke up in the hospital, my mom and my Aunt Sally were in the hospital room. I got tubes all in me and everything like that. My mom and my Aunt Sally, they crying. Um, but it was just like, you know, even, even me denying, you drove up here and I did not a visit. You know, you drove all the way to Pittsburgh and I did not visit. You know what I mean? Like, and no matter how much of my ass I gave her to kiss, like, she never gave up on me. Never. She always prayed for me. And I think that's really what saved me through all of my trials and tribulations, you know. But I say me and my mom are like day and night. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're like cat and mouse, like, you know, or not cat and cat and dog. You know, we're, we're always nipping at each other. Nah, 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 but let you nip at my mom, I'm going to try to take the head off. You know what I mean? Like, but. I, I, in my growth, in my in my adulthood, like you know, I'm just I'm understanding that I never knew my mom. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm understanding. Right. Yeah. I never knew my mom. We never really had. I robbed her of the childhood that she could have had with me because I was so caught up in being on the streets. Yeah. So there was no childhood. There was no knowing what mommy's favorite color was. There was not knowing like you know. I remember I used to cook breakfast for my mom. You know, once I got to a certain age, all that stuff, but breakfast, I'm out on these streets. Like, you know, so there was a large disconnect, and it was, it was my fault. Are you her only child? I am. Her only child? Yeah. yeah. But that was that urge of, you know, moving to the suburb and your dad not being there. That was probably a part of it. Knowing that your dad wasn't there, 
came from Philly, and most most people are going to want to know that part and right. have that part. So that was probably what you was fighting. But I commend you by saying it was your fault, by taking that ownership and accountability because you know sometimes we continue want to push the blame on other people, but it's all our choices. Right. And that's why that's why I commend you. Like knowing part of your testimony, knowing part of your story. I'm so glad we got you on the Philly Coach right. Podcast because I've been trying to get you for the moment. <laughs> but he be moving and shaking out here. Uh, we will get into all of that. But I also love like the the truth that you tell in your testimony about your journey and the things that you've been through. Um, but it speaks so much value to what you have created and being the advocate for the women in the community. Um, your hustle. Where where did your hustle come from? My mom. Period. My mom. I mean, it's, it's, I just I just watched my mom, and I, I had said this uh, I think like a week ago. Like everything that I do for Sister Talk PHL is everything that I did not see my father show my mother. Mm. You know, so as a like you know, and you know, it's not about being ingratiated you know, with a woman sexually, right? I learned when I was in prison that, you know, men lead and women will follow a man that knows how to lead. Absolutely. And it, it, it could be like, I could be your uncle. I could be I could, I could be your big cousin. I could be your big brother. You know what I mean? Like, or I could just be a mentor, but you know, who are you gravitating towards? And it's not just the women, right? It's 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 the young men as well. But what, what we have learned in, in society or what I see in society is that a lot of young men, like, you know, it, it, it's, they, they pick and choose, you know, they pick and choose who they gravitate towards, right? right? And then some don't want to gravitate towards anybody. Yeah. But women, I, I've always seen it because I grew up with women. So, you know, knowing that I got aunts and cousins and, you know, girl cousins and nieces and stuff like that, like, right. I, I see how they're receptive to certain things. And I see how they're receptive to sisterhood, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't have too many men in the family leading because I was a part of that family and it was all women. So it was just like now as a man, learning what I learned in prison, understanding like, you know, the psychological dilemmas that, you know, society suffers from because there are not a lot of men in the households, right? And then you have men that have ulterior motives behind trying to lead a woman. So it's just like, you know, I'm gonna do this for you, but you know, I need some sexual oh, satisfaction. Right. I, 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 I'm gonna do this for you, but you know, what do you, it's, it's always something in return, right. right? And it doesn't have to be based off a sexual return, right. but there is some type of, you know, like, manipulation. Yeah, there, there's some type of manipulation. And even if I'm, you, like you said, manipulation, like and I'm using you to do something, you know, hold these drugs for me, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I want you to go get this gun from me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, say you lost it. Now I got it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of that stuff. But but I always ask myself, like, you know, especially with men, like, how how would you want somebody to treat your daughter? Right? And, you know, I mean, you know, I'm newly married, you know, so, you know, I have a 19-year-old daughter. Um, and it's just like, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not having that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I was picking my daughter up from getting her nails done one day. And this old head was riding on the bike, you know, and he looking like, okay, and I got out the car. She looking at me like, I'm crazy. But, like, I wasn't even her dad at this point, you know what I mean? Or her stepdad at this point, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like new. But I'm like, like yo, bro, like, this is my daughter, bro. Like, what, what that time is you on, bro? Like, she a child, bro. Like, what's up? Like, you must have smoked in these streets, bro? Like, but... It's just like, you know, we don't we don't see that, but like, I want to protect you, but I want to shame you, right? right? And it's just like, yeah, you my daughter, but I'm going to disrespect you in the street, right? right? And it's just like, well, that's somebody's daughter, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Vice versa. Now you're going to be mad because somebody did what you did to her, right. but now somebody, and I know how I was as a man growing up. Right. I know what these young boys is out here doing. I, I don't want I don't want to see them continue to you know you know and it's like we us as black men we gotta get better you know I ain't hundred percent you know what I mean like but we as black men we have to get better because we were all and we can't negate this we were all born by a black woman right whether or not we have a relationship with our mom or not that don't matter right a black woman pushed you out sacrificed her life for you because she could have died on that table right to give life to you right but now as black men we don't give the same 
respect to black women, but it's just like, I'm a dog you out, but now I got locked up. Yo, can you put money on my books for me? Yo, can you bring the kids up to see me? But when you was home, you wasn't trying to do none of that, right? So it's just like, you know, everything that I embody with sister talk, integrity, morals, values, and doing everything for women that I did not see my father do for my mom. And it's just like, you know, I want to be a better son. I could never be my mom's husband. I could never be her partner in that fashion. But as a son, what can I do for you as a black man that will, you know, be, be right for you? I was watching Animal the other day with, um, what is it? Um, Ter- um, what's the guy that played in Hustle and Flow? Terrence Howard and Vin Raines, right? Mm-hmm. And he came in the house and he gave the mom money and she was like, you know, where'd you get this money from? You know what I mean? Blah, 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 you know. And he said, well, my dad can't pay the bills or my dad didn't pay the bills. You know what I mean? Like, And it's many times where the son is, is trying to compensate for the lack of not having a father. So that's why you see so many young black men in the streets. That's why you see so many black men, you know, doing things to get money because there's no black man in the household to show them what a leader is, what what stability is, what consistency is. So mom hurt, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna get it. Like, and it's just a never ending cycle, unfortunately. That's heavy. That is heavy, it's just something that's so vital in our community with black men and I, I have three brothers one um, older two younger and I was just talking to somebody about how you know everybody thinks it's because you're in a relationship or the man that you're in a relationship with is the only one that's supposed to protect you and provide and things like for, you know like that for you but that's like completely wrong like it starts with my father my brothers my cousins and everybody is around us as females, uh, period, they should in some way, type, form, be showing some type of leadership or some type of protection, all those things that, you know, fall under the, the category for men. So, yeah, that's definitely heavy um, and something that we, you know, need to dissect in this community. Right. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Who in the Philly culture kind of has motivated you growing up in Philly and watching different celebrities, artists, Entrepreneurs, who is somebody that kind of motivates you? Respectfully, not a damn soul. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say. <laughs> Listen, respectfully, and it's not. It's, it's right. Respectfully, it's, it's, it's not a shot mm-hmm. at the great work that people are doing. Right. But since so, I've I've lived in Philly since I've been home from prison, which has been eight years. So I've been in Philly for eight years, right? Um, after doing my incarceration right um respectfully a lot of the culture in philadelphia is based off popularity and notoriety yes i've never i have never i have never subscribed to that tune right i respect people in the lanes that they are in but I don't do that high school click shit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I when I came home from prison, I was motivated because I wanted to do stuff for myself. I, I was mentoring young men. I had a, I was volunteering with this doctor named David Pulley um, that got me into the net doing uh, um, in, in-home detention, um, anger management. So I was volunteering and you know, fast forward, I ended up getting the program. Um, without any degrees, you know, the, the judge signed off on it. Everybody was kind of like, "Wow, like how he did the program? Like he don't, he not even certified." Like, you no, know, I'm certified because I'm I'm related, right? Right. Um, I, I am the program. Right. Like, you know, I, 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 I know I know I, 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 I've been I've been in jail. I know about anger management. Right. Uh, you know, so it's just like I'm I'm, I'm still navigating. Right. I'm I'm not above y'all. You know, right. I'm, I'm I'm just ahead of y'all. You know, I'm not too far removed from you, right? So, in 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 that journey of me dealing with men, because before Sister Talk came about, I had an organization called Stay Focused PHL. Okay. You know, I still own the right set and everything like that. So, stay focused on creating universal success every day. So that's what Focus stands for. Okay. Um, I reached out to a lot of different men in the city. I was a photographer. 
So people knew who I was. I had Dope Flicks. Everybody knew who Dope Flicks was. I was taking pictures for Meeks when he was at TMZ doing a reform. I was taking pictures for, you know, um, oh my God, um, just a lot of different people, um, major figures, state property. Um, and I would reach out to individuals and I thought that using my photography would be a leverage to be able to get into the door. I would reach out to people about events that I wanted to have, but because I didn't have that notoriety or that name, they weren't so ready to work with me. I even had some people, or eager to work with me, I even had some people talk about, well, you know, I don't see no pictures, like, who are you? Like, you know, I can't, I can't vouch for you, bro. I'm not out here, I mean, I take pictures as a business. Right. But I'm not taking pictures when, when, I, when I'm in a group of my young boys. Right. I'm not taking pictures when I'm out here doing this, that, and third because it was never about pictures to right. me. It was about authenticity, mm -hmm. right? And you got South Philly dudes, don't mess with North Philly dudes. You got North Philly dudes, don't mess with Pintown dudes. You got Pintown dudes, don't mess with Germantown dudes. Mm -hmm. You got East Oak Lane, they don't mess, they don't mess, they don't mess right. with Frankfurt, right? But guess what? We, we all live in the same cesspool. So it don't matter because my man in Frankfurt got killed in Southwest. My man in Southwest got killed in South Philly. My man in South Philly got killed in Pintown. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so it, we, 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 we around, but everybody is so, like you said, segregated and clicky, right? So I, I watch people in Philly. I take a lot of notes, right? I clap for everybody because I'm not here to hate them, right? I'm just not, because I watch people and their behaviorisms, and I listen. I mean, people have a lot of conversations, right? So I hear what you're saying about other people. I hear what you're saying about other organizations. You know, so my thing is, how can I ever aspire to be anything like you when I want to be? I want to aspire to be everything that's not like you. You know, like I'm. I, I'm. I don't operate off of district lines. I'm not in the third district, the fourth district. I, you know what I mean? Like you know. Somebody came to my building today because they said that because they gave their zip code, they couldn't get services where they went to, so then they sent them my information. But my thing is this, with if, if, if I'm going to you and you can't help me because I'm not in your district or because I'm not in your zip code, then that means you're not fulfilling. You're for your district. See, I'm different. That's why I could never run for politics. I'm for the city. You know, I, I want to be with everybody. And I don't, I just don't subscribe to it. Like I'm, I'm motivated by more women, you know, don't get me wrong. I got some good brothers in my corner that, that motivate me and put, that put a positive battery in my back, but it's nothing to be like, yo, you've inspired me, right? Because what has inspired this movement, a sister talk PHL is Diane McNeil is my mother right. and the women that I see in everyday life. That's what inspires me. Black women in everyday life. Okay. That's it. You, you know what I mean? If, if, right. if, if, right. if, if, if anything, it's black women in everyday life right. making it happen when sometimes they don't have no choice. Yeah. When sometimes they don't have no out. They just got to do it. Right. They just got to put it on their back and they just got to climb that mountain and it's heavy and their fingers is bleeding and they tired. They want to stop, feed her. They, they got seven kids on their back. You know what I mean? Like, you plus know, they man. plus they man and <laughs> dragging on their foot. Right. You know, so it's just like, you know, to be able to, you know, and, you know, and when, and, and, you know, when I say seven kids, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I'm just talking about the responsibilities that they take on yeah. because I know a lot of moms that have one kid, but their sister fucked up. No, I mean, well, my, I have a sister. No, I, I got one kid, but she, I'm she my little nigga. All my nieces and nephews. Right. Like, so it's just like, you know, or, or they or they or they brother right. is, is locked up. Exactly. And they and his baby mom is a little scattered. So now what? He got he got two or three kids. Those are her nieces and nephews. She's taking care of them. So it, they got they got the village on their back. And they, 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 they trying to pull the men up, you know, and it's just like, you know, that that's what inspires me. That Honestly, just watching black women elevate me. I'm serious. Like this is so hard though because I, I just it just it's just relatable. 
I remember, I think I was, I don't know if you was on live or something, but you were, or we were talking and you were saying like, you just remember every time you was incarcerated or got in trouble, it was always the women that shoot, showed up for you. Always. You know oh, what I'm saying? What? I can count on my hand, this hand, <laughs> how many letters I got from a black man oh, while I was in jail. Wow. My cousin Tyson, my barber AJ, my youth pastor, Ricky McLean. Who else? I think, oh, I, my man Dave Cruz, he wrote me one time. That was a, that was a one time for the one time. And, <laughs> he did it though. And, and, I, and, and really, that's, that I, I stopped at like four. There might have been another one. There might have been. But my thing is, it, it's so far removed from consistency, right? You forget. But right. I know how many sisters wrote me. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, just off the stress. Like, yo, damn, let me get you out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, we took some people yeah, out here, we right, take pictures, right. you put some canteen on my books and everything like that. And and, and even, even, you know, and it, it, it's crazy. Like, not a lot of people know this, right? You know, but I, I even had this white girl writing me at one point in time, right? <laughs> we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, whatever that rabbit hole, though. But, but my thing is, I, I say that to say, like, you know, it was still the one right, woman. Right, right. It was still a woman, you know what I mean? Like, and she would come to visit with me with my homies, you know what I mean? Because they, they was like, yo, you need a, you need a friend, bro. Like, you know, you need somebody to write, somebody to come. Yo, they gonna come up here, like, you know what I mean? Like, but it was just women, like, while I was locked up, that supported me. I couldn't really, like, my, my cousin sent me, I think he sent me like a 150 maybe $200. And that's when I was in county. He was like, my nigga, he's like, it's all you get from me. You know, and I love him to death. And that, that's my man. Like, I, I, I rock for him. You know what I mean? Like, but he was authentic and he was real. And he was like, I'm not about to go down. Like, you're dumb, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why you got yourself into this. But I'm going to write you. I think he wrote me a couple times while I was in county. Once while I was upstate. Sent me that one check while I was in county because he knew it was expensive. And he told me, and he told me the letter. Like, nigga, when you go upstate, you're going to have a job. Like, work. Like, work. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I got kids. Like, work. Like, you know at a family work. We gonna make this happen. You know, but but even when when you when you and you know, like I said, I love him dearly, you know. Um, but even when you flip to the women, don't matter what they got going on. Because it's always something going on. They gonna they gonna figure it out. They always have something going on, but guess what? They still gonna make sure you are right. You got you got you got a small percentage of homies that's gonna look out for you while you in jail. I just appreciate it when you understand the mission right. behind the service, like the, the, the mindset behind the service, the mean <clears throat> behind the service. Like I remember when I first came across Sister Talk and I don't think you were showing your face that much. And I think you did me like, um, it's a brother. <laughs> I was getting all types of DMs. So, so like when I when I first started Sister Talk PHL back in June of 2018, um, it was based off of being like not what's the word? Um, like I, I wasn't anonymous. Trying, no, anonymous is what I was trying to be. Okay. But there's another word where I wasn't trying to be anonymous in a negative fashion. Okay. Like, you know, I didn't want you to think that I was misleading you or manipulating right. you or nothing like that. And I definitely didn't want nobody to think that I was, you know, on angles or nothing like that. So, and that, but when I started it and I was talking to my vice president at the time, Courtney, I'm like, yo, sis, like, I'm trying to, she's like, you trying to do Sister Talk PHL. She, I mean, at the, at the time it was just Sister Talk. It wasn't Sister Talk PHL. Time was just Sister Talk. She was like, You trying to do Sister Talk? I said, Yeah, I'm trying to do Sister Talk. <laughs> I was like down here in this hospital. I was waiting for I was waiting for Dr. David Foley to come pick me up from Virginia because I was in a car accident and I was in the hospital for like three days. I was sleeping in the uh in the uh the Prince George County Hospital in like the West Wing and like their uh uh waiting rooms like that was like kinda like desolate. Okay. And you know, they knew that I was down there and I was like, you know, I ain't got no way to get out of here, like, you know, I ain't gonna make too much fuss. I have my laptop, stuff like that. So I was just off to my own little world, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so um I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm on, on a computer, I wanna start sitting talk PHL, blah blah blah. <laughs> so she was like, like what? Like how do how you gonna do this? I'm just gonna do it, but I'm not gonna tell nobody that's a man because 
I don't want nobody to think that I got angles. And I started a Facebook page while I was in Prince George County. I started the Facebook page and I started the Instagram page. Um, I just started adding content. I was like, all right, what kind of and I was like really like in the hospital like you right. know on my computer like you know feet up or anything right. like that like just gonna do this uh, domestic violence postpartum and I was then I was go to Google and be like all right what, what's having topics for black women right. you know and I was just doing my research and then I just started adding content and then once I started the Facebook page and Instagram page that's when, like, I, I think I had maybe, like, 200 followers on Facebook, like, within, like, 24 hours. Oh. Like, I was just following people, and they was following me back, and I was just like, oh, shit, this is getting big. Oh, <laughs> And, you know, um, they was all in my inbox. Oh, my God, yes, queen. Oh, sister, yes. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple eyes etches and in the joint. I'm like, oh, hold on. Let's like y'all talk to each other. Like, like I'm like, whoa, hold up. Like, I don't, I don't mean to bust your bubble, but, like, there's a whole man over here. Right. Like, what? Right. Um, and this this one this one particular woman, you know, um, and this is how, and, and this is how, this is, this is where I found out how open women were with one another. It, it's not about you knowing who the woman is, right? It's about you trusting that that woman Will, will will be safe with what you share with her, right? And, you know, most women, you know, go through things that men can't fathom, right? We we may be able to have empathy, you know, or we may experience it the same way, but just in a, we take it in a different fashion, right. right? And this woman, she came into my inbox, and it was a domestic violence situation. And she just, like, just dropped it. Long, long period, oh, wow. and I was just like, "Oh wow!" And I'm just sitting there reading. And I, I got halfway through it, and I'm like, "I don't think I should be reading this." Mm. And I, but I kept reading it, <laughs> and, and it wasn't that I wanted to be intrusive, but you, you, you sent it to me, right? right? And what, but when I said, like, I don't think I should be reading this, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't want this to go left. Right. So I finished reading it. And I think it took me about maybe like a day or two to respond to her. Like I really meditated on what she talked about. And I said, hey, listen, I said, you know, you, you shared a lot with me. And I want you to know that I, I am a man that's running this page. Um, but I feel for you. And I don't want you to think that like I'm about to take sides with, with him. You know, because I read it and I read it a couple times and I had to sit on this and I had to meditate on this because I wanted to give you the respect of knowing who you just shared all of this yeah. personal information right. with. And I mean, we, I think we rocked for a little bit, you know, we was back and forth in conversation, you know, um, and it was just so edifying to be able to, you know, I don't know if I poured into her cup. I don't know if I, I, I patched up some holes on her. I don't know what I did, right? But I know that there was growth within our conversation, you know? Um, but even with that, I still didn't show my face. I still didn't post no pictures for like two years. The only time you knew who I was, was when you came to my events or if you hit me up in my inbox. Other than that, I was getting vendors sending coins for events, and they didn't even know who I, they get to the building. I'm setting up tables and everything like that. They're like, you know, hey, I, I, I'm just the help. Like, right. you, you, you vending? I, I got the table for you. You got your own table? You need a table. You got chairs? What right. you need? And I go over here, over there, and I would do everything. And then somebody, somebody would, would, would drop the hammer and be like, "Oh, you know that's the, you, you know that's him right there, right? You know that's just the <laughs> And that's how, and and, and and that's where I lost my name. Don't say, but okay. that's, but that's where I lost my name. No, no, nobody knew me as Adam. Okay. Everybody knew me as Sister Talk. You know, when people would see me in the street, once I started sharing my face, oh, yo, you the Sister Talk bull. Oh, you the bull with the diapers. Somebody even gonna shout it like, right, "Who's Billy right. Baby Dad?" Like, no, oh, like Baby Dad. <laughs> Like, 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 and I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, and, and I, I, 
I I was just like I was it was funny and I was humble and I'm like yo y'all drawing y'all still like you know y'all, y'all like y'all y'all doing too much and they like no that's bro. what we named in the episode I'm sorry <laughs> and and they was like they was like no bro like you know you gotta understand something like you know you you help a lot of moms out bro absolutely and, and the cars refrigerators phones. And the list go on. And I was like, I don't want to be, I was like, you know, and I was telling my vice president and, you know, a couple other people that, you know, I was, you know, that that were talking to in a, in a, in a business fashion back then. I was like, I don't want to be business fully every day. Like, that's crazy. I'm, 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 I'm trying to be a husband. Like, you know, can I be fully husband or something like that? Like, I don't think, you know, maybe that. Like, that's, that's bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's crazy. But I, that's, I, that's I, 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 I understood the sentiment right, that. Right, right. So don't make the episode fully <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, don't be and, and, and and it was just it was just an understanding, right, that I had so much love from right. a multitude of different women yeah. who understood that like this man he 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 here to help. Yeah. And I've had some women tell me like, You help more than my baby dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that might have made that might have just been me washing your clothes and giving yes. you diapers, and then not yes, trying to slide on you after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, and I told people, I don't want you. I want my purpose. I don't like mm-hmm. you. You're not gonna. You, you're not gonna do me like that. Right. You, you're not gonna hit me up on Philly Scoop Hall. You're not gonna have me on my new platform talking about shit. Yo, right. yo, yo, yeah, bull. You, he right. came over here with five packs of diapers. He was like, yo, yeah, what's up, baby? You know what I mean? Like, no, we're not going to do that because at the end of the day, like, you know, in the process, you know, I wasn't married. I was single. But in the process, I, I've always wanted a daughter, right? I mean, I have one now, so I'm grateful. She's 19, and, I, you know, she want to be a nurse. I don't think she want to do anything but sit and talk, right? Um, but I was just like, you know, I want a daughter because I want to create this legacy for her, and I want to give this to her so that way she could be surrounded by, you know, um, not just, you know, whoever her, you know, her mother would be, you know, but by other phenomenal women right. that I built relationships with that were based off of, you know, genuineness, authenticity, you know, um, and be able to, you know, push her, you know, and, you know, give her a platform right. to be able to, you know, as she comes up, elevate a younger generation right. of women. Um, because I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a vessel. That's it. I'm a vessel with a, I'm a vessel with a vision. And it's for the sisters. Yeah. But as a man, no matter if, you know, I'm supposed to lead or whatever the situation may be, I really think that, you know, me not having a wife and, you know, her being so ingratiated in, you know, my cause now. Um, yeah, shout out to the wife. Yeah, it's not. Um, you know, with her being so ingratiated in the cause now, you know, she has really given me a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It's different from having a board member, right? It's different from having somebody that you, you know, you you deal with on a business aspect, right. and you know, y'all talk every here and there, or you know, they give you ideas every here and there. But you know, to, to actually be ingratiated with a woman twenty four seven, you know, and she ain't never going nowhere, and she sees everything that you're doing, like it, it's given me so much like value to yeah to how I assess and look at things now, yeah. right? You know, and before I was just rocking with vision. I was just rocking with passion. I mean, I'm still at right. but it's now just intensified and it's been added right. to, yeah. you know? So, um, I, I, I love it, you know? I, I love the I love the city, you know? I, I love what I get from the people that I support. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about the awards. Yes, I've received them. I don't care about the spotlights. Yes, I've had them. You know, but my thing is, I I need to have them in order to expand and grow. It, it wasn't for like the accolades or the exposure right. of you know, oh I'm famous. Right. This right. oh yeah, look at me. No, like no, y'all gotta see this shit because I'm out here hurting, mm-hmm. and I'm out mm-hmm. here like I ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to really throw it out of, <laughs> like dead ass. Yeah, I can roll my dick window down and throw it out of that, but you know what I mean? Like, you might tow that shit. I'm on a boot list. Like, you know. Um, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you know. So, like, you know, it's just like not having anything and still being able to give. Yeah. And, and then receiving the love from, from those individuals. Just like, I just want people to see it because 
I need help and I have a vision and I want you to understand my vision because if you understand my vision, we can ultimately grow together because I'm not a selfish seed. I'm not, I'm a cancer. Shout out to the best zodiac sign in the world, right? Um, but I'm not a, but I'm not a, but I'm not a crab in a barrel. Right. And I'm not trying to pull other people down. I'm that crab that's at the top of the barrel and I'm trying to pull other people out. But it's like I want them to understand the true value of my vision and it's right. more than just supporting black women it, it's about recreating black culture right. and recreating black wealth and it's just like you know if I had to say that I was the reincarnation of anybody it would be like a mix of like Fred Hampton Malcolm X okay. I'm not going to say Martin you know, although I love his spirit and I love his drive, I'm working for I'm Right, I'm, I'm more like, you know, I want I want to rumble for this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I want to, like, you know, I'm going to war for this, you know. And it's not a shot at Malcolm, you know what I mean? You know, you know, I love I love what he stands for. I love the civil rights, but, you know, if you had to add some women into me, you know, I got some, I got a lot of Harriet in me as well. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to save my people at any cost, right? right. But I, do I have to be recognized in order to get that vision across? Do I do I got to be on that high platform right. to get to get it across, right? You know, or will we ever get it across? You know, and that's just that's just my thought process. Oh, yeah, every day until they put a casket on me. Well, we can have so much more to talk about <laughs> here at the Philly Coaching Podcast, but our time is up. I'm sorry. Um, no, 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 no. I, like I commend you because you have such a wealth of a story. Um, and again, our mission is always to motivate those here in the city of Philadelphia to see how they can transform their life, how they still can show up for their community, how they can be leaders, how they can be entrepreneurs, and all of that good stuff. Like you said, there were days when you ain't had nothing, and you still was trying to figure out how people were going to wash their clothes or give away cars or give away whatever it was. I, I If you watch Philly Talk, I mean, Sister Talk, uh, PHL, you kind of already see the journey uh, when he really didn't have anything. Um, mentally, physically, emotionally drained, but still showing up for the community. And like you said, that's what us women sometimes do. So to have the men lead and show the way, and also the morals and values that come behind it, is just so powerful and impactful that this was a necessary conversation. Um, it just ties to the beauty of the Philly culture and what the Philly culture is all about. So. Real quick, let them know what resources y'all have here at the Hub, which y'all have coming up. Um, Alright, so you in My Sister's Resource Hub, located on 24th and North. I'm going to say the heart of North Philly, right. 1952 North 24th Street. Um, so in My Sister's Resource Hub, you can come here, you can get free food, you can get diapers, you can get free cell phones, you can get free HIV self-testing kits, you can get cleaning supplies for your house, you can get clothes for your kids, uh, newborns all the way up to like 6T. Um, and we just have a, 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 a beautiful, um, I'm going to say, hub of resources for you. Um, you can catch us on Instagram at Sister Talk PHL, and it's never what an ER, okay? Sister, S-I-S-T-A-T-A-L-K-P-H-L. Um, my Sister's Resource Hub, spelled the same way, M-Y, Sister, S-I-S-T-A-S, Resource Hub. Uh, and what we have coming up next, uh, so uh, this Wednesday, um, I don't know what date that is. I think it's um, March 8th. Yeah. Um, we are having our first nonprofit grassroots mixer. Um, so we are trying to get together with uh, as many local grassroots organizations as possible to create a cohort of support amongst one another. Um, so there is no big eyes, there's no little U's, um, there's no I in team. Uh, so we wanna collaborate with as many individuals that is open to sharing resources, funding ideas, we're looking for um, brand writers, we're looking for individuals to volunteer their time um, or services to help organizations that don't have their 5013C get their 5013C. Um, and just build a network of individuals that want to, you know, change the community. We all have the same mission that's bringing change to the city, uh, but we all bring something different 
uh, to the table. Um, and then after that, on March 11th, we have, uh, we're going to be having our uh, uh, Women's History Month uh, Community Bash, uh, where we're going to be giving away, you know, we got a whole bunch of diapers that we, I just want to get rid of them, right? Uh, so we got a whole bunch of diapers that we want to get rid of. Um, we're going to be giving out food. We're going to have different resources here for the families and for the youth. Um, specifically come out here and get resources uh, pertaining to jobs, uh, pertaining to, you know, um, things with your utility bills. Um, so that is going to be from 12 to uh, 3 o'clock on March 11th. It may extend until 4, I don't know yet, but um, that is a Saturday. So we are just, we're, we're here for the city. Oh, and we do a snack pack program. Uh, real quick, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So between the week, we feed about 120 to 150 kids every single week. Um, after school, we give them ginormous snack packs so they can take it home, eat, do their homework. So, you know, if you want to donate, if you want to support, if you want to volunteer, if you want to send diapers or whatever, you know, or if you got a real big check and you just want to donate and see us win. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, though, if uh, any anything helps, right? Even if you send a dollar, you know what I mean? Like, you know, everything that we get from this organization goes to supporting kids uh, through hunger, supporting moms in need, um, and just trying to make a better Philly all together. So, you know, we're here for y'all, so we hope that y'all can be here for us. Yes, yes. Thank you again for hosting us in your space. Oh, let me cut this in. 